Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. The draft order is now set for the 2021 NFL Draft. In today's episode, I'm going to go through my second mock draft of the season. With my podcast up and running, I'm going to try to put a new mock every two weeks. A lot will change from now until draft time, but it's always fun to speculate on what will happen in April. So let's get started. First overall, Jasper Jaguars, no surprise here, are going to select Trevor Lawrence. Trevor should already look for housing in Jacksonville because he will be the first pick. You know, I mean, he he showed his character and willingness to compete by having his pro day before shoulder surgery last week. He looked good to me. He had a lot of uh, rollouts, which I thought was good. Showed his ability to throw on the run. And I think he's going to be a really good. He's going to be a great quarterback. And I think it's a great pick for Jacksonville. And why, you know, Urban Meyer took that job is so he can take Trevor Lawrence first overall. So he's going to be a star. And, you know, that's going to be the first pick here in the 2021 NFL Draft. Number two, the New York Jets. They can go a lot of different ways. Sam Darnold, is he their quarterback of the future? I don't know. I mean, they're going back and forth on it. Obviously, we have no idea what they're going to do. They can try to build around him, build him up, try to make the best quarterback possible for that team. You know, he has a lot of talent. He's a good young player. Obviously, he's been down the last couple of years, and I think a lot of that can be tributed to his weapons around him and even Adam Gase. We saw what Ryan Tannehill did after he got under out from under Adam Gase and when he went to Tennessee. So I think Sam Darnold's going to still be a good quarterback. But it all depends on what they're going to do. In this scenario, obviously, I think they're going to keep Darnold. If they don't, I think Zach Wilson will be really might be the number one pick at quarterback. Their pick at quarterback. But for this sake, I mean, like I said, I'm going to stick with Sam Darnold for the Jets, and I think they're going to go with Jamar Chase from LSU. I know a lot of people love Devontae Smith, and I you know, love Devontae Smith as well. But Jamar Chase is my favorite receiver in this draft, and he's just a flat-out beast. I mean, if anyone saw him in 2019, and I think that's what the problem is, is that a lot of people forgot what he did in 2019. But, I mean, he's a unreal talent. He would have been the first receiver taken in last year's draft, and last year's draft was loaded with Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb and... Henry Rogue, Justin Jefferson, just to name a few. So Jamar is going to be a beast, and you know, I think he'd be a great pick for the Jets and would really help Sam, Darnold, Sam Darnold's development going forward. Number three, predicting my first trade for the uh, mock draft season, and I think Philly's going to trade up to three here with Miami, and I think they're going to get quarterback. You know, all signs point to, to Philly trading Carson Wentz. It just it seems inevitable at this point. Obviously, they haven't found the right suitor yet. I think he's going to end up with the Colts and or maybe the Bears is what I've heard. But obviously, it looks like they're moving on. And I think Jalen Hurts is a good prospect. But, I mean, he only played four games. I think they're really – they'd be betting a lot on his upside if they think he's their guy going forward. So I don't know if they're going to pick this high again or maybe that's what their hope is. They won't pick this high again. So I think they need to capitalize on that quarterback situation. And I think they'll trade up here a few spots and pick Zach Wilson – from BYU, you know, Zach has elite traits and, you know, he'd be a huge pickup for this new Philly regime, their new head coach, uh, Nick Cerrone. And, and I mean, Zach has great arm strength, great mobility in the pocket. He throws great on the run. And I think it'd be really 
you know, high upside player for them. And I think he's my second quarter. I mean, he is my second quarterback in this in this year's draft. So I think Zach Wilson go to Philly here if they trade up here to three. Next, the Atlanta Falcons at four. I don't see Atlanta picking this high again with if because it seems like they're keeping Matt Ryan, Julio, and Arthur Smith. I think is going to be a good coach for them. So I think they're going to be a better team next year. And you know, they they were in a lot of games this year. They just had bad luck and they weren't able to close games. So I think they're going to be a much better team next year. So. Having said that, I think they need to pick their quarterback of the future here in this position. I think Justin Fields would be a good pick for them. Kind of a hometown, home state kid from Georgia. And, you know, I think he has a lot of developing to do. He had some bad games against Northwestern and Indiana. But obviously he looked great in that national semifinal against Clemson. So I think there's a lot of ability there. And I just think he needs some grooming. And I think being under Matt Ryan for a year or two would really help him going forward and hopefully give him a long-term situation once Matt Ryan moves on, whether it's trade or you know retirement in a few years. Next at five, Cincinnati Bengals. I have Penny Sewell from Oregon. The Bengals need to protect Joe Burrow, obviously, any way possible. He's made, that was one of the main reasons he got hurt this year on the blind side against a Washington team back in week nine or ten or whatever it was. You know, Penny Sewell is the top left tackle in this draft. He sat out this past year, but, I mean, I don't think it really has. It should impede his draft process, draft stock because, I mean, he's put on enough great film in Oregon the last two years. They gave it one sack in two years. So I think he's going to be a great player in the NFL. And be, Cincinnati, I'm sure, would love to have him. Next at six in the mock trade, I have Miami going at six now. And I think this would be a great scenario for them because I think they would pick a same guy. I could see them picking number three, and that's Devontae Smith that I mentioned earlier. And Devontae Smith... Obviously, the Heisman winner, tremendous talent. I know a lot of people were worried about his frame and slight frame of, you know, whatever he is, 175. And, yes, he is very skinny, but, I mean, it hasn't impeded his progress at the college level in the SEC. He's had one of the best seasons ever for a collegiate wide receiver, and he's only going to get better. And I think he's he's already so polished the way he gets off the line, comes in and out of his breaks. And I think he's going to be perfect in Miami, especially with Tua being his former teammate. At seven, the Detroit Lions. I don't see the Lions going for a quarterback this high with Jared Goff on the roster now, but they definitely need weapons, especially with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola set for free agency. I think uh, Quinn Cephas is the only receiver really on the roster under contract, and he was a fifth-round rookie last year at Wisconsin. He had a nice rookie year for a fifth-rounder, but either way, they need a lot of talent. I'm sure they're going to try to maybe bring back Kenny or at least try to franchise tag him. I think Marvin Jones is on his way out, though. But so that's why I see them going with Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Jalen's an electrifying playmaker. Great, great speed. 4-3 guy. If there was a combine this year, I expected him to have the highest time by far from the receiver position. So I think, and I mean, I, I love the way he tried to fight in the national championship game to come back when I mean, he clearly was at 100%. Definitely a high character guy. It would be a great pick for the Lions. And number eight, Carolina Panthers. Seems like they're really clearly trying to upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. And it seems they were obviously made a run at Matt Stafford. I'm sure they're going to make a run to Sean Watson if he actually does become available. So I think they're going to go with Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Another guy with a lot of upside, but really needs some more polish. Really only started one year at North Dakota State. Last year, the season was canceled except for one game. Uh, love his running ability. Played in a pro-style offense at North Dakota State. Um, but either way, he, he definitely did sit at least a year or two. And they had Teddy under contract for another two years, so I think there's no... They should try to keep Teddy one more year, see if they can groom Ted, excuse me, Trey Lance to take over for him in you know 2022 at the earliest. 
And number nine, Denver Broncos. Got the goal in Patrick Sertan, the second from Alabama. Definitely have good bloodlines. His dad was a cornerback for the Dolphins, and I think the Chiefs was a really good player. And Denver just cut A.J. Boye, so they need to improve their secondary. And Sertan would be a great cornerback for them. He's the best cornerback in the draft, in my opinion. He'd be a really nice fit of Vangio's defensive scheme. At 10, you have the Dallas Cowboys. They have a lot of holes, whether it be the offensive line, defensively. Um, but I think they're really going to need to upgrade their cornerback position because, you know, Cheeto Wuzier is going in for agency, Jordan Lewis, um, and just to name a few, there's a couple other, Anthony Brown as well. And they're obviously not going to re-sign all those guys. So they need to look for replacements in the draft. And I have them going Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Really like Caleb Farley at Tech. Really talented cornerback. Great ball skills. Runs a 4-4. Uh, came to Tech as a wide receiver before transitioning to the defensive side. So the ball skiers, like I said, are definitely there. And he'd be a really nice pairing with Trayvon Diggs going forward for them. And next, at 11, you have the New York Giants. Giving them an edge player in Gregory Rousseau from Miami. He had 15 and a half sacks in 2019 before opting out in 2020. And he'd be great to pair with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence on the inside, presuming they re-sign Leonard Williams in free agency. And it really would be going a big step for them to help them back in tension to get another edge player to give them some uh, explosive passers on the outside. Number 12, the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran might be losing Trent Williams in free agency, so they really need to shore up that area for the future. It's no given he's going to go back. I think I think they have a shot to resign him, but you know in this scenario, I think he might walk in free agency to someone that can pay him a little more. So I think Rashawn Slater from Northwestern would be a nice pick for them. Another guy that opted out in 2020. But he's experienced in both tackle spots and even at guard. A lot of people see him as a guard in the NFL. But, you know, I think he has a shot to be a blindside protector in the NFL due to his sound technique. He has really nice athletic ability. He actually held up pretty well against Chase Young in 2019 when they played. So I think he has some ability to play, stay at left tackle for San Francisco if that's the pick. 13, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers obviously have a stud and Justin Herbert. Need to protect him, give him some more weapons to improve as much as possible. You know, in this scenario, they have Hunter Henry's head in for agency. They already franchise, uh, franchise tagged him last year. So I don't know if they're going to try to bring him back. This year, he had a solid year for them last year. He's only 26, then going on 27. But if they don't, you know, are able to resign him, I think Kyle Pitts would be an amazing pick for them. You know, Kyle Pitts with Justin Herbert, along with Keenan Allen and, you know, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. I mean, that offense would be scary for you know, at the AFC West for years to come. But Kyle Pitts would be an absolute great pick for them, and Justin Herbert and him would be one of those all-time quarterback tight end connections um, for the next 5-10 years. And next, you have the 14. At 14, you have the Minnesota Vikings. I have them going defensive tackle here in Christian Barmore from Alabama. They had a putrid run defense this past year, probably the worst Mike Zimmer's ever had, especially in Minnesota. So they need to improve that front four. And you know, Barmore had a great year last year with eight sacks, but his strength is stopping the run, so I think he'd be a welcome addition in Minnesota. At 15, you have the New England Patriots. I still think they're going to try anything they can to get a quarterback in free agency or via trade, just because I don't think Belichick is going to want to rebuild at this point in his career. But if they can, I think Mac Jones will be the pick, and I think he'll be a really good fit. You know, the, the Patriots take a lot of Alabama players. Over the years, you know, Dante Hightowers of the world and, you know, guys like that. And I think Belichick and Saban obviously have a good relationship going back. that They used to work together years ago in Cleveland. So I think he'll get a lot of insight as much as he can from Mac Jones. Excuse me, from Nick Saban on Mac Jones. 
So I think he would be a solid pick for them. And Mac has a he had a really good senior year. Well, I guess retro junior year. And he's a really good player. And he's not kind of what the NFL is looking for, I guess, when they're looking for the mobility factor. But he has a great he has great accuracy. You could tell he does a really good job going through his progressions. And I think he, he's going to be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. I just think he's going to have to go to the Pacific system because the NFL is kind of almost looking for those mobile guys going forward. But either way, Mac Jones is kind of like that throwback. But like I said, he could still be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. Next at 16, the Arizona Cardinals have them going Jalen Phillips from Miami, another edge rusher. The Cardinals could potentially use Hassan Reddick in free agency, so they need to replace that production. You know, Phillips is coming off a strong 2020 with eight sacks, and the former top UCLA recruit before he transferred to Miami would fit really nicely opposite of uh, Chandler Jones for Arizona. Next at 17, you have the excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. You know, the Raiders need to invest in their secondary to take a step in the AFC West. Their defense, especially their secondary, has been their downfall these last two years. Where they started off really nice with first eight or nine games of the season before tailing off and eventually not be able to make the playoffs. So getting a guy like Trayvon Morag would be a great pick for Vegas. The safety from TCU is just a pure ball hawk. Displays great range in the backfield of the defense. Also a willing tacker, tackler towards the line of scrimmage as well. So I think you put a little free and strong, but with Jonathan Abram there already in Vegas, I think Morag would be really good free safety for the Raiders going forward. And number 18, the Miami Dolphins. I think they keep loading up my weapons here for Tua Tonga Bailoa. They had a great year last year at 10-6, and 6, and I think they're very close on that verge of contention. And I think Miami will go with Travis Etienne from Clemson. Absolute stellar career at Clemson. Almost 5,000 yards rushing, I think. And he's been getting better each year coming out of the backfield as an option for his quarterback. And he's they Miami needs a consistent runner. They haven't had one for a while. Then Travis Etienne would solve those issues. At 19, getting those playoff teams now, you have the Washington football team. Another team that obviously needs a quarterback. I think they're going to look in free agency and trade as much as possible. I think they'll try to see if they can get to Sean Watson. I think Marcus Mariota may be on the lower side. Maybe the Derek Carrs of the world if he actually doesn't come available. So I don't think quarterback will be the pick here, but you know who knows? Maybe they'll try it out for one if they are, if they really like one. But I think in this scenario, I have them going with Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. I think if Parsons actually drops as far, it would be an absolute steal for Washington. He has all the talent in the world and production to match it. In 2019, he had 110 tackles and 14 and a half for loss. He's also a really skilled and effective pass rusher. The reason I think he could drop this far is a little bit off the field. Upon a lot of murmurs and whispers that he doesn't have the, they don't know if he loves football, the desire to play, stuff like that. So if that all checks out, I think he would be, he could take this Washington defense to a whole other level. And obviously they were a great defense this year. But if you get a linebacker in that, off-ball linebacker in the mold of those dead and white Lamonte Davids of the world, we just saw it in Super Bowl 55 with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, Micah could be tremendous for this Washington defense. And you put him in that front seven, they would just, they could dominate. And that's the East, hopefully, for years to come. And next at number 20, you have the Chicago Bears. I have them going with Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to bring back Allen Robinson. Seems like there's been a lot of contract disputes going back to September. You know, Allen wants to get paid, and it seems like Chicago's not really willing to give him that type of money he's looking for. So Rashad Bateman, I think, would be a really good pick for them. Kind of reminds me of Allen Robinson. Had a great 2019, over 1,200 yards receiving. And he's one of the top receivers in this class, in my opinion. Plays really well out of the slot. Really good with his routes. Really good body control at 6'2". So it'd be a solid pick for Chicago. 
At 21, you have Indianapolis Colts. Another team needs a quarterback. I don't see one worthy of the selection here. Another team I think will try to get free agency or trade. Like I said, I think there will be a strong suitor for Carson Wentz if and when he is traded. But they definitely need a left, left tackle. Anthony Costanza retired recently. And they don't have an adequate replacement on the roster. So I'm going with Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. Another upcoming player started all three years at Tech. And it would be, I really like his athletic ability and ability to you know hold his own at the point of attack. Another good pick for the Colts. 22, Tennessee Titans. Need pass rushers in the worst way. Like I said, Jadavian Clowney and Vic Beasley have been more bust. I know Clowney said he'd like to come back from t- to Tennessee. I don't know if Tennessee wants him back. So Michigan's Kawidi Pay would be a nice fit for them. He didn't have the best production during his time at Michigan. But like I said, his film shows like a really player that has a nice, impressive bull rush and can win at the point of attack. And Tennessee battling his pass rushers. Another good playoff team that has you know, consistently been in the playoffs the last couple of years. But... They need some more players in that defensive sec- secondary and defensive, you know, front seven, honestly, to help them get over the hump and, you know, get to that those conference championship games and eventually maybe challenge for a Super Bowl. At 23, you have the New York Jets. I have them going offense again and trying to help Sam Darnold. I have them going Najee Harris from Alabama. He can provide that team what they were looking for in Le'Veon Bell a few years ago that obviously didn't turn out. You know, Harris has improved tremendously out of the backfield as a pass catcher, especially this year. He could have came out last year and probably been a second-round pick, but the way he played this year, I think he had 26 touchdowns. Amazing, amazing year and improved his draft stock even more. He's a really tough physical runner and be a really good pick for them here at 23. At 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a team that could look for running back, team that could look for quarterback of the future, but they had some issues at inside linebacker this year, especially with Devin Bush's injury. So I think they can go with Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. He was the only player in the FBS this year with... You know, four-plus picks and four-plus sacks in 2020. Really solid tackler, nose for the ball. I think he'd be a really nice pairing with Devin Bush. At 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars for their second pick of the draft. Excuse me, the first round. Really solid ed- edge wrestlers already with Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on. But they need some help on the interior. Tavon Bryan has kind of been a bust for them a couple years ago as their first-round pick for them. And Nixon would be a great fit. He had five-and-a-half sacks, 13-and-a-half tackles for loss this year. He would fit nicely in that new defensive uh, front seven for Jacksonville. At 26, you have the Cleveland Browns. I have him going corner. J.C. Horn from South Carolina. They need some help opposite of Denzel Ward. Greedy Williams is a really talented player, but he keeps getting injured, so I don't know if they can really you know, rely on him going forward. So I think Horn would be a worthy pick here. He has great length, the NFL desires, and excels in press man coverage. Really nice pick for Cleveland at 26. 27, you have the Baltimore Ravens. I think they need to get back to ground and pound, which obviously they did this year, but I think they really miss Marshall Yonda. So I think they're going to look for a guard and Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. I think he's just an athletic mauler. He can play guard or tackle. He easily gets the second level of the defense, and he can really help that run game, open up holes for Lamar and Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins going forward. 20, you have the New Orleans Saints. A team in transition, team with very a lot of salary cap problems. I don't obviously generally Drew Brees is coming back, but I think they're going to try to bring run it back maybe with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So I think they can go with another weapon for them. Obviously, Michael Thomas is great, but he had a bad year or down year this year with all the injuries and stuff. So with this pick, I could see New Orleans turning to Florida receiver Kadarius Tony. He had a breakout senior year, 
nearly a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns this year. Really quick twitch route runner. You know, he's, I love the way he was consistently burning corners during the senior bowl in practices a couple of weeks ago. And I think he's just going to be a really good player at the next level, especially out of the slot. And 29 of the Green Bay Packers. They need to get Aaron even more weapons. Not even more, really. It's just the Monte Adams. I think they need to try to bring back Aaron Jones. I think Jamal Williams might be gone. Uh, Robert Tanyan was a pretty good tight end for them, but they need some more weapons for them. Maybe Devin Funches comes back after opting out this year, but I have them going with Terrace Marshall from LSU. Another really talented LSU wide receiver. You got to think that LSU receiver room in 2019 with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall was just unreal. But, you know, Marshall said he could be the lead dog this year. He had 10 touchdowns in just seven games. He had 23 in the last few years total. Big, bigger receiver at 6'3", but a really nice solid route runner. He could play all three positions for Green Bay in the slot and XYZ positions. So I think he'd be a good player for Green Bay. Next for Buffalo, I think they're going to go back to an edge rusher as well. I think Trent Murphy is going to be gone in free agency. And he hasn't really performed the way they liked after the way they signed him a couple years ago anyways. So I think Texas Ed Russell Joseph Osai would be a good pick for them. More effective with the hand in the dirt, excuse me, with his hand in the dirt in the that fits with the Bills doing a 4-3 D. So I like the way I like the I think he has a lot of potential going forward. I think he'd be a double digit sack guy with more refinement to his game. At 31, you have the Super Bowl finalist Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they clearly show they need some O line depth. And I think it's the main reason they lost that game. Obviously, once Eric Fisher went down in the AC Championship game and even Mitchell Schwartz went down early in the year, those are both very good top offensive tackles in this league. And Eric Fisher tearing his Achilles you know, basically in January. He's going to have a long road to recovery. I don't know if he'll be there in time for the season opener in September. So I think Jalen Mayfield, the tackle from Michigan, would be a nice pick for them. And I think he can play a little guard too once Fisher gets hurt. Excuse me, when Fisher comes back from injury. And I, th- I just they need to protect the best player in the sport in Patrick Mahomes, and at all costs. And picking the best alignment here would be the wise pick to round out the first round. Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They they could be using a, losing a lot of talent in free agency, especially in the defense with Avante David, free agency Shaq Barrett, and Dominican Sue. So I think they're just going to try to load up on some front seven players. I think the d- defensive tackle from Washington, Levi Unawazuk. Arake, it's hard to pronounce, excuse me, but you know, I think he provides some toughness and quickness to pair with fellow Washington Husky Vita Vea. So, I think you know, they're just going to try to load up and try to run it back again. Like I said, they're not going to be able to keep all those guys, even on offense, between Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and Rod Wankowski. And obviously, like I said, Jack Barrett's going to want a lot of money, but either way, Tampa Bay's going to load up in that front seven and try to run it back to go get Brady's A Super Bowl. <laughs> So with that, that's going to conclude this mock draft episode. We're about a month away from the new league year. A lot can change from now and then. There could be trades, players will be franchised, tagged, and decisions that could shape the offseason. Players are going to be cut. Some players that people are not expecting just because of the way the salary cap is going to drop and everything with the implications from the pandemic this past year. So it should be an entertaining time. You know, so thanks for listening. And this is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.